You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. Before we get to your podcast episode, a quick announcement from the hosts of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, Triviality, Trivia Time Podcast, and TV Trivia Pod. I'm Brian, host of TV Trivia Pod. I'm Annie. I'm David from Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. I'm Kelly, host of Trivia Time Podcast with our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. And I'm Neil from Triviality. Our podcast will be coming together along with many others for a 24-hour trivia extravaganza fundraiser to raise money for the UNICEF vaccine rollout. Starting on Friday, May 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be on Twitch, which you can join for free. And it's twitch.tv slash quizbangpod. 100% of the donations will be going to UNICEF. Woohoo! Come join us for a fun-filled extravaganza and win prizes like tickets to a virtual Sporkle game or Sporkle trivia hunt, and the chance to be crowned the winning team who will get to perform on one of these podcasts along with getting some cool swag. More information can be found at quizbangpod.com UNICEF, our Facebook pages, as well as in the show notes. We will see you all then. And now, back to the show. Oh, wow. That's gold. So good. Yeah. That's how you do it. So I, I'd go to that event. <laughs> Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm here in the studio with Jeff and Ken. How are you both? Hello, Neil. Tidings. Yeah, ooh, tidings. It's very old fashioned. Very fancy. Good tidings to all, right? And may you have a good night, whatever the lyric is. Hopefully. We are doing a night recording, so. It is a night recording. It is uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, Santa after is. After dark. No, it's actually after dark. Yeah, it is not Christmas, but. It's spring Christmas. Speaking of after dark, after dark is like seven, eight o'clock now, which is very nice. I enjoy, I like that better. I don't like it when it gets dark early. Yeah. It's depressing. It is. Because then you're just, oh, my day's over. I did not accomplish anything I Didn't wanted. Didn't do anything. Can yeah. we agree, though, that this should be the last ever daylight savings time? Yes. That, like, that's it. Let's stop it here. No more nonsense. Leave it on daylight savings time, yes. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff has decreed, so it will uh, become true. And... It, I wish. I don't want much, Neil. But I want daylight savings time to be over. What do you think about that, Matt? Well, Matt? Matt isn't Matt? here. Uh, speaking of daylight savings time, Matt is actually at a 30 Days of Night convention um, <laughs> honoring the film and his love of Josh Hartnett. Uh, but All two of the attendees must be thrilled. I was going to say, there there isn't any attendees because it's, it's closed, but he's there. Um, he's doing a classic Josh Hartnett hairstyle, and he's uh, got some vampire fangs in. So hopefully he's okay. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, and all the blood there uh, is vegan. So Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's uh, corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we have some very special guests uh, with us today that we're excited to introduce. Uh, and we'll start first uh, with two people that uh, were neighbors of ours uh, up until a little while ago. And uh, we've been excited to have them on. Matt and myself had the pleasure of joining them on their show, uh, which is one of the best trivia podcasts uh, and podcasts in general on the air, uh, which is Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. And that is Annie and David. How are you both? 
Hey, we're good. Good. F- very flattered, yeah, especially coming from you that. guys. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I told David, I think, previously, I think uh, your round structure might be my favorite uh, of any trivia podcast, in, ours included. So I, I think how you came up with that was super cool. Uh, and if you haven't heard their podcast before, please check it out immediately. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate oh, of course. Uh, and for anyone who, who doesn't know who you are and what you do, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. We're the uh, pub quiz practice show that hits you pow right in the quizzer uh and we do uh, just general questions and answers for three weeks of the month uh annie and i will ask and and then answer them for you for you uh guys who want to practice some pub trivia knowledge and test yourself and then once a month we do um a group episode much like we're doing now much like you guys do and uh play in our format have a lot of fun have a lot of guests on and then every now and then we'll do uh, bonus episodes, which will be themed. So we've done Harry Potter, you know, we've done uh, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. And then every now and then we'll have an expert on to uh, to do another bonus all about something they know about. So uh, what, who, all, who all have we had on? Um, we've had the archivist from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra on. We have had a couple of brewers from Goose Island Brewery on. And coming up, we have the fastest man in Illinois doing an episode about running. <laughs> I thought I was the, the fastest man in Illinois, ends. but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> well we haven't we haven't said what it okay. what the fastest said, okay. so we might have a competition between you guys. <laughs> It'll be a very short episode. <laughs> it's getting weird. Yeah, it's good. Great. Um but yeah, we've also had um people like Adel Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern on. We've um, had the screenwriters from the Ozark in Nashville on. Uh you guys love wrestling. We've had wrestler Colt Cabana on. So we just have uh, really great guests. They may not be great at trivia, but they're great at being fun, and we love them. And And we like your guys' motto of uh, lack of serious meets a little bit of knowledge. We embrace that. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely embrace the little bit of knowledge. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. We're excited to have you on today. You uh, both are going to be playing against uh, me and Ken, and we'll get some team names here in a minute. But we have to introduce our host because we can't have a game without a host. Uh, and uh, he's coming to us from Seattle um, he's on because we wanted him on, but also because we want to see if he has any influence uh, with Russell Wilson to get him to the Bears. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, coming to us from Seattle, Savage Superstar on Patreon, Ethan Metzger. How's it going, Ethan? Hey, I'm doing well. What's going on, everybody? Great to have you here. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so i uh currently living in Seattle, Washington. Um, around the year, I do a few different things during the school year work primarily in outdoor education. So teaching kids about the nature and outdoors and the environment. Um, and then, yeah, in my winters work in the ski industry and then spend my summers, uh, guiding backpacking trips with uh, middle school and high school students. That's awesome. Uh, as someone who is not handy, uh, would probably die in the wilderness. Uh, I don't ma- you hate nature. I hate Nate. Well, I appreciate nature. <laughs> you just don't want to be in it. I personally hate it, but I appreciate it. Minus 10 points to Neil. Start now. Neil, <laughs> Neil just wants to see nature through a piece of glass. That is true. I, I enjoy it if it's through a camera lens, but uh, it, of my own eyes, I'm usually knee-deep in or some met, sort of salt I'm at like a hotel window. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, well, Ethan, uh, hopefully I can um, you know get your services at some point and you can help me appreciate nature one day. There we go. Anytime. Awesome. Uh, well, Ken, you and I are going to team up. So uh, what should we have our team name be? I think in honor of our guests today, we're going to be team Triv Triv Lame Lame. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Triv Triv Lame Lame. Uh, and David and Annie, are you okay being uh, team Quiz Quiz Bang Bang? Or if you want something else, feel free to pick it. No. We want something else. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're going to honor the 90th birthday of William Shatner today. And we are going to be Kirkish Delight. Did you say 90th? Yes. He turned are you kidding today. me? No, you didn't know he was that old? Oh, my God. He's super old. He's he's so um, <laughs> active on Twitter, but he's a 90-year-old like Twitter actor. You know, he's always on there. It's great. Hmm. Yeah. So is Betty White, but you, I got kicked off her private feed, so. <laughs> her OnlyFans? Yeah. Betty White OnlyFans? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> got not Betty White listed? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, well, we're super excited, but uh, before we can throw it to Ethan to host the game, we got to hear the rules of the game. So, Ethan, uh, you are a host today. What rules, Reed, would you like? The classic Gilbert Gottfried or uh, Chris Hansen or the Dutch? Or the Dutch one. <laughs> Let's kick it old school. Let's go with the classic. All right, Darren, take it away. 
The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. Yeah, you always appreciate a classic, just like the mountains that. It's Ethan... like the Casablanca of rules reading. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Here's looking at you, Darren. All right, here's looking at you, Darren. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, Ethan, take it away. All right. So, question number one, category: That's a lot of cars. As of January 2021, Toyota is the world's leading car manufacturer, holding almost 12% of market sales. Which manufacturer is the second most popular globally? I don't know if any of those strike your fancy. That, I thought the first one. The first one? Okay. Uh, we will lock in over here at Triv Triv Lame Lame. Uh, I, I kind of like Volkswagen. Okay. You think those... There's also uh, BMW, Mercedes. I don't know if they're making a lot, though. Volkswagen has quite a few, doesn't it? Volvo could be. Yeah. I don't know yeah. much about... Let's... Why don't we go with uh, Volkswagen? Okay. All right. We're going to go with uh, <laughs> Volkswagen. Okay. We are uh, sticking with the car that I have, a nice, dependable, and uh, inexpensive Hyundai. Right. Well, the question category was DAS a lot of cars because the answer is Volkswagen. Oh, I picked up on that. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I oh. didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, the Beetle is actually the second most popular model of all time and was the first car to reach over 20 million sold. Nice. Wow. I did not uh, even hear that category name. It probably would have helped us. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Ethan. All right. Question number two in the category of geography. 2018, the country of Eswatini was officially named Eswatini. What was this landlocked African country formerly known as? I think we can lock in. Okay, I trust you. We had this the other day, right? I don't we even. We were talking remember. about this, right? I think so. Yesterday was it? Yesterday? Yeah. Maybe. I see. My my memory is already gone from that. But if you if you feel good about it, I trust you. I think I know. Okay, we'll lock in. What's What's the Animaniacs song? <laughs> Chat Chat in Nigeria. Chad in Liberia, Niger, Nigeria, Haiti, Jamaican, Peru. Nope, that's wrong continent now. Um, let's go with, should we go with South Sudan? I think we should go with South Sudan. And if they stay, are still South Sudan, we should write them a letter. Yeah, and tell them everybody else is changing their name. They can too. All right, we're going to go with South Sudan. I think there was a little shakeup with South Sud Sudan as we discussed uh, recently. But I believe they just kept the SWA and it used to be Swaziland. That is correct. Uh, the answer is Swaziland. So, yeah, Eswatini changed its name to Swaziland to uh, help avoid confusion with Switzerland. I think. Oh, and also uh, Patrick oh. Swayze's uh, theme park, Swaziland. I, I think the name is uh, <laughs> named after one of their kings, Mswati. Mm. So it's not named after Patrick Swaziland. It is not named after Swaziland. Where you grab the pottery wheel and then it's a spinning pottery wheel. And then it's like you, the teacups. Yeah, and then it takes your picture and then you bring it home and it's you with like it's and Patrick, Patrick Swayze behind, behind you. you. Yeah, behind you, yeah. It's a sellable idea. Creepy. <laughs> All right, moving on to question three. Um, the category is grappling for gold. The Soviet Union holds the record for most gold medals in Olympic wrestling with sixty-two. Which country holds the record for most overall medals in wrestling? Okay, guys, we are locked in. So I was thinking, I was thinking maybe Greece, because mm -hmm. they like to wrestle a lot. Yeah. Um, Lithuania, just because it's usually Lithuania, if you can't <laughs> think of anything else. Mm -hmm. I feel like the, uh, the European countries really, really go full tilt. Yeah. They, they go full Nelson on their wrestling. Um well, I I like Greece because, I mean, that's the heart of wrestling, isn't it? That's the heart. Yeah, that's where it came from. <laughs> that's where it came in from. That's where it should remain. <laughs> well, may or that's a that's actually a good call. Maybe they're not the top because they don't get oiled up and nude and to wrestle. In this. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they keep getting disqualified. They're like, we've told you every four years. <laughs> every time. 
That's the after See, I think it's the other way. I think um, they force a lot of forfeits because nobody wants to wrestle in the nude, so they <laughs> automatically win. Well, let's uh, let's go with Greece. We'll we'll go the the classic style. And uh, we just couldn't reason this one out, so we stuck with the USA. All right. Well, the answer is the United States. Um, uh, yeah. So the United States has uh, 133 overall medals in wrestling. Um, so that's freestyle greco-roman and women's wrestling see it's even in the name mm. <laughs> on the right track yeah sweden finland japan bulgaria turkey russia russia turkey and russia excuse me <laughs> um we're all yeah on the top 10 i'm glad your reasoning was the united states because uh my alma mater uh, university of iowa they just they're a great wrestling school they just won the national championship this year uh, and i should have you know used that as a congratulations clue. to you personally neil i was part of the team <laughs> I was not a wrestler, but I, I was the oiler. You were the he oiler. Just, he got naked and oiled up for every exactly match, at, ho- at home. I got them it. so pumped up over Zoom by being oiled up and naked that they said, "Well, I just have to fight someone." <laughs> After seeing that, yeah, right. All right. Question number four in body parts. I want to know in what body part would you find the chemical rhodopsin? All right, we are locked in. So, uh, what are you guys thinking? I, I, I actually don't have any anything better. Well, I, than I'm, that. I'm fine with going with it. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to say nose. Okay. And we are going to say the kidneys just because we know uh, some cleansing goes on in the kidneys. All right. Where well, you were close with the nose, you got to go up just a little bit more. Uh, rhodopsin is found in your eyeballs, uh, and it is a chemical that helps activate your vision in low light conditions or the dark. Okay. Hmm. Very I was kind of thinking that, but I couldn't. I couldn't put it together all the way. Yeah, I, I didn't even see that as a direction for us, but that's a really interesting fact. All right, so moving on to question five. Uh, this is going to be a listener-submitted lyrics question uh, from my girlfriend Laura, who is an avid listener of the show as well. Um, so I want you to name the song and the artist. She says it's cold outside, and she hands me my raincoat. She's always worried about things like that. We're locked in. So this is a song I know. Me too. Maybe it's cold outside, hand me a raincoat. It's like one of those warbly voices, guys. Oh, from like the 90s. Uh, Pearl Jam? It's not Pearl Jam. It's like... Uh, no, because like, it's words. Is it... Um, <laughs> it's like... What are you talking about? I can't separate bands of that... Soundgarden. No, no, no. It's not grunge. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like inoffensive '90s pop. Okay. <laughs> so, do you know that song at all? I don't know I, the song. I think you... I think it's called 3 a.m. Oh, that's because that's in the chorus. Yeah, that's Matchbox 20. Okay, so we're gonna say 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. We also said 3 a.m. Matchbox 20. Well, Rob Thomas would be proud of that impersonation. Uh, the answer is 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Thank you. Wow. And tell you said it was Lara. Yeah, tell her we said hello and thank you for the question. That's awesome. Hello. Yeah, that's an excellent question. It's excellent because we got it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After five questions, uh, we have a score of 30 for Triv Triv Lame Lame. And uh, for uh, what was the Kirk tie in over there? Kirkish Delight. Kirkish Delight has a score of 20. So anybody's game still. All right, question six is in the category of weather. Snow occurs when precipitation falls through air that remains below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Freezing rain occurs when precipitation falls through warmer air, melts, and then refreezes onto cold surfaces. What kind of precipitation occurs when freezing precipitation warms through a shallow layer of warm air and then refreezes before hitting a surface? So is this something as simple as like sleet? Or is it like blank precipitation? Uh, I I am at such a loss. Uh, the only thing I was thinking of was Michael Douglas in Black Rain, which is not the answer. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never the answer. It's never, exactly. Are you uh, sure? Yeah. All right. Well, we will <laughs> say always the answer. <laughs> we will say sleet. We also said sleet. Well, there were a lot of words in that question, and the answer was simple. It was sleet. Oh wow. Nice job. The Ken. answer was sleet, but my heart's in Michael Douglas. <laughs> Black rain. <laughs> oh, sleet, 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 sleet. No. <laughs> now, 
Now that's, that's the exact nice. thought I had when I was writing that question. <laughs> Shame on you both. <laughs> There's your offensive 2000 song. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> right, moving on to question seven in the category of literature. Like many of their contemporary female writers, the Bronte sisters often published under male pseudonyms. I want to know which Bronte sister is the oldest. I have no idea. So do you just want to say Charlotte? Is Charlotte one of them? Emily is one of them. Emily for sure. All right, let's say Emily. Okay. Just because we know that's a Bronte sister and we don't know their ages, right? No, I don't. All right, we're just going to pick Emily. All right. Yeah, it's uh, Anne, Charlotte, and Emily. I want to say Anne's the youngest. You think Anne's the youngest? I'm, you know, I don't know why I think that, but somewhere in my head it says that. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's Charlotte or Emily, so I, I I wanted to say Emily, and then they said Emily, but we can still say Emily. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with Emily. Charlotte sounds like a middle name. Right, I mean, it a, sounds a like a middle child. child. Yeah, yeah, she sounds like she has a complex. Yeah, I can say that as a middle child. Uh, we're gonna go with Emily as well. Right, and the answer is Charlotte Bronte. Ah, damn you, Charlotte! Ah. A one in three chance. Mm-hmm. You chose wrong. <laughs> Some Bronte. At least we were wrong together. Yeah. Question number eight in the category of card games. Which card game includes a kitty, armor hands, loners, and bowers? We can lock in over here. I would think along the line of... Um, like hearts or hearts solitaire, or bridge, spiders. Or... I don't know. Um, I've never played spiders. Sounds it's... great, though. <laughs> What's the one where you put the go around the? It's a card game. Spider, Spider Solitaire, okay. right? Spider yeah. Solitaire is a version of Solitaire. Yeah. yeah so, but just straight redundant. up spiders sounds pretty <laughs> sounds terrifying. Um, let's see, Farmer Hands. Danielle Steele just won the Spiel de Yaris for <laughs> Farmer Hands. <laughs> Nice. All right. Let's. You want to just go with bridge? I. I can't think of anything. Euchre. I've. I've played a lot of that, and I've. I mean, there is a kitty. I think. I'd go with either bridge or euchre, Annie. What do you think? Well, you've played euchre a lot, so I feel like you'd know it if it was. Yeah, euchre, but so I've, I've, I've. I've played Kentucky euchre, so like, <laughs> we're just like deal them cards and. Get them jacks. Like that's that's basically all that is. So do you think it's the Englishman's euchre? Is that oh, it could with? be. Yeah, it could be English rules euchre. Yeah, let's go with that then. All right, we're gonna go with euchre. My heart went a flutter as I looked at his calloused farmer hands, dealing me my first hand of euchre. Ooh, get out. The answer is euchre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky rules euchre (laughs) out the door. I was thinking about uh, a way to remember euchre, and you just remember that uh, Jack Bauer works at CT Euchre. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) And also, I enjoy the sequel to The Farmer's Hands much more rolling the hay. (laughs) Either way, the tagline for both board games is some like it rough. Hmm. (laughs) Leave the barn door open. (laughs) Question number nine in the category... Famous families. Also serving as Mariah Carey's godmother, which soul star is the godmother of Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey's children? Now, isn't that just sweet? We can lock in. Ooh, you can lock in. All right, so Dionne Warwick, who is very popular on Twitter right now, uh, is Whitney Houston's godmother. Okay. Um, Isn't that just sweet, though? That's the clue. I don't know that. I assume that's a song, which I don't know. All right. Well, I know, I know. Dion Warwick is wrong, but let's just go with it. Any, any, any knew this one. The, well, let's see if we get it right. Um, but we watched The Masked Singer for a little while, mm. and uh, I think she was the ladybug on The Masked Singer. Yeah. Um, ladybug or bee, some kind of insect. Yeah, and, yeah. and she got eliminated. And everyone got angry because she should have won the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, when she, we think it's Gladys Knight. Yeah. The answer I was looking for was a contestant on The Masked Singer, but it is not Gladys Knight. Oh, no. It is Patti LaBelle. Oh, Patti no. LaBelle is the other one. Yeah. Eee. 
So Patty LaBelle was uh, the flower on season two of The Masked uh-huh. Singer. And uh, yeah, the clue there, uh, Patty LaBelle has a uh, line of pies, sweet potato pies. Oh. I guess we've just watched too much Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Masked Singers now. True. <laughs> all right. And question number 10, category is Sonic Skate. Seattle Supersonics were sold in 2006 to Clay Bennett, eventually were wrongly moved to Oklahoma City. What businessman and former CEO of a national coffee chain made this peanut-brained move? We can lock in over here. Well, Seattle Coffee is Starbucks. I mean, that's a big one right. out of Seattle. Do you remember his, the CEO's name? Well, um, I think it's Mr. Peanut brain um i let's see that's his father his name. <laughs> um, what's his name T- tim coffee <laughs> <laughs> mr bucks <laughs> um, um you don't think it would be uh pete do you that the, the guy that does pete's coffee oh and he he's just all over the place <laughs> i don't know man um, his name is pete peterson yeah <laughs> i'm sure i've heard is it like mcmillan or something all right, we'll we'll just we'll take a stab here with McMillan. All right, McMillan. Uh, this person I remember uh, having video messages from, not to me personally, but ones I had to watch during training a long time ago, and I believe it is Howard Schultz. Mm-hmm. The answer is Howard Schultz. Failed. See, I knew that when someone said candidate. it, I'd go, mm-hmm, yep, yep that's yep. it. <laughs> so if any of you are interested in uh, the scandal behind the Sonics being relocated to Oklahoma City, you can find the uh, the Sonic Skate documentary on YouTube. Uh, there's some super shady stuff that went down. Give it a watch and bring back our Sonics. Wow. Yeah, they needed uh, Gary Payton on their side as the glove to, to block any scandals. That's right. And Sean Kemp to uh, throw it down as the rain man. There you go. On the bright side, you're getting back the Kraken, though. That's true. Lifelong fan. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, it's uh, been 10 questions. First round is over. How are we looking at the, the scores? Because I feel pretty good, but I, I think the score might tell a different story. Well, Neil, uh, I'm going to say that you look as good as you feel because your team added 30, bringing uh, the scores for Triv Triv Lame Lame all the way up to 60 points. That leaves... Uh, Kirkish Delight with 40. All right, Ethan, uh, we are excited for your swing round. What do you have in store for us today? Yeah, so today's swing round uh, is going to be all about marine invertebrates. Uh, So like I said earlier in the show, uh, I work in outdoor education most of the year and uh, teaching children about the beach and the marine life is one thing that I'm super passionate about. Uh, So what we're going to do is I'm going to list 10 different marine invertebrates Um, So marine invertebrates being a sea creature of some sort without a backbone. Uh, And then I'm going to give you the four different phylums, so like classifications of marine invertebrates. And I want you to determine if they are a mollusk, a nadarian, arthropod, or an echinoderm. And uh, I can give you definitions of all four of those if you would like. Yes, please. So an echinoderm is known for a a certain type of... uh, skin or feature and has radial symmetry however you would like to define that a mollusk has a soft unsegmented body usually in a shell arthropod has an exoskeleton and jointed appendages and nadarians have special cells known as nematocysts i think i had a nematocyst uh, removed recently we saw dr (laughs) pimple popper i did yeah the first one is jellyfish. Second one is octopus. Number three is coral. Number four is plankton. Number five is a sea urchin. Six is gooey ducks. Number seven is sand dollars. Number eight is a barnacle. Number nine is a nudibranch and number 10 is a sea cucumber okay we'll be considering these uh, bizarre animals and we'll be right back 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so I told him I needed to get that checked, but I'm uncomfortable removing my pants in front of... Oh, oh are we on? <laughs> yeah, we're actually recording. Oh, okay. Welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, we have our answers for the swing round. And uh, let's get those uh, interesting creatures one more time, and we'll see how badly we did. All right. So number one was jellyfish. For this one, we said... And for many of them, we said echinoderm. And we said that one was a nadarian. A jellyfish is a nadarian. So nadarians, uh, the special cells called nematocysts, those are stinging cells. Oof. Mm. Number two was octopus. Pretty sure the octopus is one of the weirder mollusks. That's possible. Mm. I know we talked about it. I, I thought it was encephalopod, but maybe that's just squids. But I, I went with Ken, yeah. Uh, we we I had the same logic with this one, that they propel themselves by air, so I went with Nadarian again. An octopus is indeed a mollusk. Nice. Damn. Nicely done, guys. That's one of, like, two that I feel confident on. Number three was coral. I believe this is... Um what Rick calls his son on The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> Coral, stay back. Uh, yeah, we went uh, Nadarian. Uh, we went with Arthropod for that one. Coral are Nadarians. And just for the record, just to show where my head's at right now, on my uh, question side, I wrote Coral, and on my answer side, I wrote Coral. <laughs> <laughs> Number four was Plankton. This one, we were very short on arthropods, so this one we said arthropod. Kind of the same thing for us. We we went with arthropod because we didn't have very many. The answer is arthropod. Yeah. Number five is sea urchin. Uh, not sure why, but we said echinoderm. We said echinoderm as well, just thinking that the spikes on a sea urchin might be part of the skin features. <laughs> so the answer is echinoderm. Number six, gooey ducks. <laughs> Uh, gooey duck is a rather large and uh, weirdly shaped clam, so we said mollusk. Uh, I thought uh, with, I thought with the word ducts in there, it might go back to air again with the pneumatocyst. So we went with nadarian. We stuck with the the uh, we we made up something and then we stuck oh, to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I lawyered my way into my own answer. Gooey ducks are mollusks. Yeah, a gooey duck is a uh, very Phallic looking clam. You've never seen one. Go look up a picture. A phallus or a clam? <laughs> you haven't lived. You haven't lived if you haven't seen a gooey duck. <laughs> Come to the aquarium, see my gooey duck. The next in the series of Danielle Steele novels, Gooey Ducks. In that dark corner of the aquarium. Yeah, you have to go through the, the beaded doorway. Number seven, sand dollars. All right, here we were thinking about your hint about the uh, radial symmetry, and we said echinoderm. Same here. We thought about the symmetry part, and we went with echinoderm. Yep, and the answer is echinoderm. So they've got that radial symmetry, a nice little circle, and then if you ever touched a sand dollar, it's kind of got a gritty feel. So that's that spiny skin coming into play. Number eight was barnacle. Uh, the boys here in the studio call me the barnacle of triviality because I just kind of latched on. But uh, we also said echinoderm. Um, I probably fell in a trap here because uh, I thought these things had shells. Um, and I went with mollusk. We went with mollusk on it. 
So this one was a little bit trickier. Uh, barnacles are actually arthropods. Ooh. Barnacles kind of creep me out. Yeah, barnacles crazy. freak me out too. Uh, they actually, in the animal kingdom, they have the <laughs> they have the largest ratio of penis length to body size. Yeah, after Jeff. Wow, after Jeff, of course. I was... Aquarium man. Yeah, <laughs> hot aquarium. Okay, number nine was duty bronc. I don't know what this is, so I said mollusk. We think we just landed on mollusk because we didn't have very many of them. Landed right. Uh, Nudibranchs are mollusks. All right. And number 10 was the sea cucumber. Uh, this one we think is a nadarian. We didn't, we didn't know. We thought uh, maybe uh, the, the skin of it was its best feature, so we went with echinoderm. And echinoderm is correct. Much like Neil, the skin is the best feature. <laughs> All right, following the swing round, uh, team Triv Triv Lame Lame. Not so lame. You guys are doing a good job. Uh, you had a 35 deer score, bringing it to 95. And not far behind, we've got Kirkish Delight with 70. All right, round two. Our first question is in the category Mammalia. Excuse the pronunciation. Fasco Larctos cenarius, more inaccurately, the koala bear. It's not actually a bear at all. What infraclass or category of animals does the koala belong to? We're locked in. Uh, we are locked in as well. We thought it was uh, marsupial. Yeah, that's right, marsupial. And the answer is marsupial. Good start to round two. I like I like a nice, nice easy one for round two. Yeah, strong start. <laughs> Question number two in round two is going to be a tribond, a movie tribond. I want you to name the movie that these three actors all played a role in. Matt Damon, Casey Affleck, and Jessica Chastain. So we know the mislead. And then there's another mislead. No, no, there's not. I got it. You got it? Okay. Yep. We're locked in. So we're we're down to Interstellar. I like Interstellar better than Martian. But I don't know if Casey Affleck was in that, was he? Like a lot of people were in that, right? Because so you had Matthew McConaughey. Was he the brother? Wait, was Anne he the brother? Hathaway. Was he the brother that was like, you got to get he off of this brother. cornfield? Yeah, he might have been the brother. Is that what happened? Yeah. I think he's Interstellar. All right, I'll go with that. <laughs> I can go with that. Because she had a brother. She he had, might have been the brother. Yeah. It was the brother, right? Because <laughs> the brother's like, he's dead. And she's like, he's talking <laughs> to me through my watch. And then he's like, you're right. And then they all lived happily ever after. It, and Saturn. <laughs> or a moon. Yeah. All right. All right. Interstellar? Yeah. We're okay. going to go with Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as you guys said, Matt, uh, Matt Damon was a guy on that planet who's like, come here, psych. Uh, Jessica Chastain was the Don't daughter. The and and uh, Casey Affleck was like, f*** you, dad. And uh, it's Interstellar. All right. Nice, Annie. We did it. Nice. The answer is Interstellar. Question number three in round two is in the category of video games. Yay. Development for the Pac-Man video game began in 1979. What kind of food was the design of Pac-Man inspired by? I wrote something down, Ken agreed, and we're going to go with it, so we're locked in. Well, we're, we're down to the uh, classics on this one, I think, of pizza and pie. Um, we also were thinking about the country of origin and thinking, does he look like a sushi roll? But I don't think anybody eats their sushi with a, a pie piece taken out of it. So sh should we just go for it and then be like, oh, it's too obvious. Yeah. Okay. Pizza. All right. As the philosophers Olsen say, give me pizza. Is pizza. Question number four in physical geography. I want you to name this kind of body of water defined as a partially enclosed body of brackish water with one or more rivers slash streams flowing into it. Well, this is just a uh, weekend of coincidence because we just had this uh, come up as well, so we're locked in. What's a, the difference between a lagoon and a swamp? Uh, a swamp doesn't necessarily have to have rivers and stuff throw flowing into it i don't think okay. lagoons i believe like don't have any ogres living in them i think yeah. that's the mm -hmm. famously lagoons mm -hmm. are not uh, known for their ogres <laughs> um i um i'm trying to think of 
what that uh what the term is if if we haven't already thought of it i am trying to think of what that is for the like the dirty inlet stuff <laughs> the, the dirty <laughs> dirt, inlet dirty inlet the the next day and you'll still know um we could try delta like see delta a, lagoon, a lagoon i don't think necessarily has to have any anything flowing into it okay oh man this is getting me um ethan we're gonna go with uh we're gonna go with delta i think Okay, last episode I managed to retain information for up to 12 hours, and this time I'm managing to retain information for 36 hours, I think, because we're saying estuary? Mm-hmm. The correct answer is estuary. My record for uh, retention is growing. It is, yeah. Right, question number five is in natural disasters. If you were to observe sloughing, rollers, and persistent weak layers, what natural disaster might you be experiencing? Okay, we are locked in. Is this avalanche, Annie? I'm wondering if it's an avalanche, yeah. I think it's like avalanche. With the weak yeah, and, and then the, the rollers with the... Yeah. And, yeah, and the snow sloughs off. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, going to go with avalanche. Yes, the uh, team of Patrick Waugh, the avalanche. The answer is avalanche. Hey, why don't you guys let us get a little daylight in here? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Quit getting everything right. Leave, leave the barn doors open. <laughs> Darn it. He's right. Close the barnacle, Annie. <laughs> oh, but we said we never would. <laughs> oh, that's true. We made a promise. We we're committed. All right. And after five questions in round two, Kirkish Delight brings their score up by 40 to 110. And batting five for five in that half. <sighs> Triv, triv, lame, lame, with a score of 145. All right, moving on to question six in the category of poops. I've had some weird ones, but nothing like this. What animals poop in the shape of cubes? We're locked in. <laughs> Again. The only this, reason this came up too. It only came up because one of us brought it up. Yeah, I know. I, I brought it, it up. I yeah, brought it. It wasn't up. a question. Yeah, we just brought it up because we were because we like to bring it up. We like our poops to be square. All right, it's the uh, wombat. Yep, we said wombat. The answer is wombats. I think that's one of the all-time best trivia animal questions. It's yeah. just so great. <laughs> yeah. Even better is the Huey Lewis in the News. Uh, I was just going to say this. No joke. Cover of. It's, it's poop to be it's, square. It's poop to be square. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds, na, na, Neil. Na, 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 na. Yeah, someone, uh, whoever does those like albums, like Kids Bop or something, or maybe not Kids Bop because they kind of ruin some songs, but someone just please do a cover in the style of Huey Lewis in the News. Poop to be square. <laughs> and send it in. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven, category of manga. Stretching over 98 volumes to date and over 480 million copies sold, what manga is the best-selling manga of all time? Yeah, Lacton. Did you do this for me? Why is this, why is this all in your old wheelhouse? Did you do this just for me? <laughs> I actually, um, I, I think I know it too, which is kind of crazy, but I, I'm, good, I'm good over here. Do you think it's Dragon Ken, you're Ball not the Z? only one who likes manga and no. cube-shaped poop. No? Is that I, not this, a manga? Well, but this particular manga... That's true. And you know the one now. I've known the whole time. Okay. Right? Um, uh, there's also Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, okay. But uh, I, I kind of go with Full Metal Alchemist. Like that, that seems like it's been around for a while. There's also Cowboy Bebop, but I, I guess that's Bebop? also... I only know that through anime. I don't know the the written page of any of these very well at all yeah um oh what about um what about that gr the girls who sailor moon is oh, that a sailor manga moon. it probably is yeah that's pretty big what about Cartoon hello kitty that's has the boom as i've been told <laughs> i guess is it manga know. though i don't oh man i mean i don't, Annie, I, I don't know it's all manga I'll, i'm just gonna tell you right now almost everything that you said is manga <laughs> even bebop uh, Bebop, Bebop was made into a manga concurrently, but it's it's no original. Way. The show is original. Yeah, I know the show definitely was original content, but the, the manga is just uh, extra on the side. Oh, cool! But there's only like two volumes. Not it's not. Anything. I'll I'll defer to to you. To me, well, yeah. what do you think's bigger than if that they're all manga? Do I you don't think Dragon know. Ball Z, or do you between, think Sailor well, Moon's bigger? 
I think Sailor Moon was quite the sensation for a while. Between, well, out of all the ones we named, I think I'd go between Sailor Moon and Full Metal Alchemist. And I don't know, I don't have a sense of which one's bigger because I agree Sailor Moon like is huge people still do cosplays i don't know if it, it still is probably produced full metal alchemist i think is still yeah. going on too mm-hmm. right it's a little bit more on the serious side right yeah i think sailor moon was more big you think in it's mainstream, been around longer and i think it's been around longer so all right but i that. could be wrong i okay. don't know but we're gonna go with sailor moon uh full, full metal alchemist a fine manga which is uh now ended but uh 20, 20 or low 30s in the uh, volume range. This is my favorite piece of fiction of all time, though. One Piece. The answer is indeed One Piece. So the clue there being stretching over 98 volumes. Uh, yeah, Monkey D. Luffy, the main character. He's got a body like rubber. Yep. Never. You can't, you can't read 95 uh, manga volumes without answering that question right. <laughs> And only 95, not 98, because they're not out in the United States yet. Yeah, so in this round, you're starting to see kind of what my wheelhouse is a little bit more. Question number eight in the category celebrity politics. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California from 2003 to 2007. However, he was not the only movie star to hold a political position in California. This movie star was the mayor of his hometown of Carmel in 1986. Being that Carmel is a wealthy town, he was probably able to raise a few more dollars than his opponents. We can lock in over here. What was the last thing you said? It was a rich town that raised a few more dollars? Being that Carmel is a wealthy town, he was probably able to raise a few more dollars than his opponent. You think it's Clint Eastwood? Oh. A few dollars more? Oh, there you go. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure about this one. Neil knew it right away. I said, uh, who is it? And he just kind of squinted at me, and I knew who he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, we went Clint Eastwood. Yep, the clue there was uh, a little more obvious. It is indeed Clint Eastwood. And uh, among his among his achievements during his time as governor, uh, he made it legal to consume ice cream on city streets. Hell yeah, but illegal to be on his lawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Carmel was a uh, old, rich, white town for a long what? time, and they uh, <laughs> they outlawed people eating ice cream on the streets for a long time. You can't me... eat ice cream in a town called Carmel. Give me a break. <laughs> nice. Yeah, where's the documentary for that? Like the true crime of of him, like on uh, you know audio tape. Someone happened to get uh, You're on a wire five to ten. You tell me they can't have Neapolitan. <laughs> Is that fudge on your lips? Go ahead. You got one more. Go ahead. Fill my cone. <laughs> <laughs> I tear you, punk. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Did I give you five scoops or six? <laughs> <laughs> Question number nine in the category, kind of anatomy. What is the first name of the common female CPR dummy? It would be criminal to not know this. I think I got his clue. He's, you put really good clues in here, Ethan. Well, David circled something. It looks like alibi, which makes perfect sense. It's a nice female name. You need it when you commit a crime. What did you actually write down? Annie, are you okay? No. <laughs> that, oh, God. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a pretty smooth, smooth criminal? criminal yeah. Be, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to go with Annie. <laughs> yeah, we want Annie. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> it's a perfect impression. Are you okay? I don't know what you're laughing at. You okay, at. Neil? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all okay because the answer is Annie or Anne. That's such a uh, great yeah, alien yeah. Art, ant farm impression, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the Annie doll. It's when you compress. That's the noise she makes, and that's where he got the sound <laughs> from. <laughs> that's the song you're supposed to sing, right, while you give CPR? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it's a very fast beat. 
I think now you're supposed to do it to the fire and the flames. All six people who liked that joke really liked that joke. Yeah, if you haven't read up on the uh, the story of the CPR dummy and uh, how that face came to be, uh, definitely go look that up. I'm not going to get super into details, uh, but it's pretty creepy and weird. Yeah, we'll it's, like, um, it's like a woman died, right? And to bring her back in a way, they did a death mask of her, and that's the, the dummy, right? That's mm-hmm. the short story? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And our last question in round two in the category of K-pop. In K-pop, the big three are the three companies that dominate the industry. They are SM, JYP, and YG. Recently, it has expanded to the big four with the label that hosts BTS joining their ranks. What is the commonly known name of this label? Yep, no idea. We're going to say Blackpink. I, I don't know what do those stand for something i'm sure they do um but i think you could just say some letters or like say korean label music K- uh, klm klm okay klm all right and the answer uh, i was looking for is big hit entertainment mm. um although because uh k-pop labels love their acronyms uh they recently announced that they are rebranding their company to hybe well how many points do we have to throw away here jeff that's what i want to know because we have a tendency to lose in the final round Ian Ken. well all right if you wanted to you could throw away up to 150 points neil because your team currently has 185 kirkish delight not too far behind i mean the final is Pretty much what decides every single game. So 140 points for them is more than doable to topple you. All right. So the final round, what do you have for us today? All right. Your categories for our final round are going to be Nirvana, actually Nirvana, Evenflow, Stone Temple Pilots, and Soundgarden. See, these all sound good to me, but I feel like... That's a trap. All right. The wagers are locked in. Uh, looks like uh, Triv, Triv, Lame, Lame going all the way in. And uh, Kirkus Delight, uh, 20s all the way down. So what are the questions? Question number one in the category of Nirvana. Most commonly referred to in Buddhism, Jainism, and Hindu, Nirvana acts as an end to the cycle of rebirth. What is this cycle of rebirth known as? Question number two in the category actually nirvana kurt cobain came to grunge fame with the band nirvana i want you to name the two other members of nirvana question number three in the category of even flow in 1992 the ever laurel departed from hong kong en route to tacoma washington 12 containers fell overboard some of the items in the containers eventually floated all the way to japan alaska and maine just to name a few places I want you to name one of the four types of items that fell overboard. Question number four in the category of Stone Temple Pilots. Standing almost 2.5 times taller than Everest, where in the solar system is the largest volcano located? And question number five in the category of Sound Garden. During the 1600s, what flower became more valuable than gold for a period of time in a particular European country? Okay, we will consider these questions and be right back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances— I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. 
So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All the answers are now locked in, so let's get the questions one more time. Feeling okay? All right, question number one was in the category of nirvana. So most commonly referred to in Buddhism, Jainism, and Hindu, nirvana acts as an end to the cycle of rebirth. What is the cycle of rebirth called? All right, we think uh, for 30 points, it's as, as simple as reincarnation. Yep. We uh, At first I thought it might be uh, a karma, but Annie reminded me that uh, those are the points you score uh, in the celestial game of life. So we went with reincarnation. Right. The answer I was looking for was uh, samsara. Um, since you both answered reincarnation, um, I would be down to give points for that too, or just uh, score that as a zero for both. You could give us their points. <laughs> <laughs> it's only karma. <laughs> yeah, you get some good karma points for that. <laughs> right. On to the good stuff. Question number two, actually nirvana. Kurt Cobain came to grunge fame with the band Nirvana. Name the other two members of Nirvana. All right, that would be uh, future Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic. <laughs> uh, this is the, these kinds of questions always get us because we just do not memorize band people names. <laughs> uh, we knew Dave Grohl, uh, and we. We had no idea, and we were trying to think of a good Seattle last name and couldn't come up with anything good enough, like whatever you just said, Navalsic or whatever it is. So we just said Smith. All right. And the other two members of Nirvana, uh, there's the obvious one with Dave Grohl. And the third member of Nirvana is uh, Chris Novoselic. Question number three, the category Even Flow. In 1992, the Ever Laurel departed from Hong Kong. En route to Tacoma, Washington, 12 containers fell overboard. Some of these items in the containers eventually floated all the way to Japan, Alaska, and Maine, just to name a few places. I want you to name one of the four types of items that fell overboard. All right, we got a kind of a funny answer for this one, but I swear it's a thing where a bunch of Garfield telephones were washing up on a beach somewhere, so we said Garfield phones. Oh, boy. Um... This reminded me of all the stories where human feet and shoes keep washing up on shore uh, in places in the Pacific Northwest, and they can't figure out. Well, I, I don't know if they can't. If if they can't figure it out, then this is wrong completely. But uh, I, I think we, we decided to go with shoes on this one. All right. And uh, in 1992, um, over... 28,000 of these items fell overboard, and these items were boy frogs, turtles, beavers, and Ernie's favorite, rubber duckies. Mm. Huh. What's wrong with the beaches I'm going to? They're just constantly covered in feet and shoes. Yeah. Rubber yeah. ducky, you're the one. Of 28, you make 000. environmental disasters <laughs> lots of fun. Question number four, in the category Stone Temple Pilots. Standing almost 2.5 times taller than Everest, where in the solar system is the largest volcano located? Uh, we're pretty sure this is, I think it's called Olympus Mons on Mars. We said Mars. Yep, the volcano is Olympus Mons and the planet is Mars. I want to go to Mars. 
And the last question in the category of sound garden. During the 1600s, what flower became more valuable than gold for a period of time in a particular European country? All right. So uh, first I was like, uh, orchids are pretty nice. Um, maybe it's orchids. And then um, Neil said, what about the poppy because of the drug trade? And then we kind of zeroed in on you saying a particular European country. And the country that's known most for flowers is the Netherlands for tulips. Um, yeah, we uh, pretty quickly went to the Netherlands, uh, knowing all those beautiful fields of tulips there. So we went with uh, tulips. And the answer is indeed tulips. Yeah, at, uh, at one point in the Netherlands, uh, tulips were invested in. Uh, a lot of folks selling off their farms and their land and their crops to invest in tulips and uh, eventually the market crashed on tulips leaving a lot of people in the netherlands broke tulips the bitcoin of the 1600s <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty crazy final round uh i'm glad i knew some of them uh jeff what are our final scores well i'm glad you asked neil um i tabulated the scores and uh it turns out so they should be correct should be i'm okay at math i'm no matt but we'll give it a go so the final scores for today with 160 points kirkish delight uh but today's cream of the crop 275 points triv triv lame lame i am the cream of the crop and don't forget it dutch boy well right. done, guys. Good game, guys. Now, very good game to you. I think the real winners are the listeners and uh, whoever is going to trademark and create Kirkish Delight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my lawyers on the phone right now. Yeah. Apologies to <laughs> William Shatner. Uh, we're sorry you know, that we won. We're, we're yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be sorry. You shouldn't be sorry. I mean, it's a brilliant name. Um <laughs> David and Annie, uh, you have a wonderful show, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Can you please uh, tell people where they can find it? Uh, anything else you're up to? Uh, any shout-outs? Anything you'd like to say? You know, full apologies to William Shatner. We can stay here for a few hours if need be and transcribe it. But whatever you want to say, <laughs> feel free. Yes, first and foremost, we want to apologize to William Shatner. <laughs> and to thank you guys for uh, having us on. Yes, thank you. This is a blast, and we love your show, so it's a, an honor to be here. That's right. Um, yeah, you can find our podcast, Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, anywhere you find podcasts or social media. <laughs> find that social the, media The internet? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we want to spend time talking about something that is coming up. It's coming up on May 21st, and it goes into May 22nd, because what we're doing is a 24-hour trivia-thon um, for UNICEF. UNICEF is distributing... Um, 2 billion vaccine doses uh, over 92 countries and we're doing this fundraiser because if you raise $150 that's 3,000 syringes so we just think wow. it's a really great cause and not only do we think it's a really great cause lots of people do including triviality so <laughs> we will have a twitch channel going and every 45 minutes there'll be a new host so triviality will host one our good friend jason from liquid courage uh, he's gonna host one um trivia time podcast tv trivia pod sporkle sporkle um i mean Some international guys because we're not going to ask uh, triviality to stay up till 3 a.m to host one of these yeah so no one will be up at four in the morning to do this we have some people from new zealand doing it we have people from britain doing it i'm not going to list everyone because they're 24 um and it's just going to be a ton of fun all we ask is that you make a donation to unicef let us know that you donated and chat or email or however you want to so we can i don't know track it and, and yeah. pat ourselves on the back maybe we can find some uh matching donors and so that always helps with that um yeah. and yeah so we're super excited we're super excited with everyone who's involved especially you guys not especially because that makes you sound like <laughs> Everybody we're, else, we're equally right? excited yeah. about all 23 groups that are involved <laughs> this is like the wizard of all when she goes to the scarecrow yeah i'll, 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 I'll miss, you miss you most of all, of all. <laughs> tin man's like wtf mate um anything i mean i think that's that's it we'll, we'll make a um you know we'll make it on 
uh, an event on Facebook and other ways so that way everyone who's involved can post it on their social media so you can easily find it. And if you're um, by yourself and you want to be added to a team, just shoot us a message and we will, we're going to try to help people form teams, especially international teams, so that people who want to try to do all 24 hours without losing sleep can do so. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And we'll, we'll be sure to uh, keep mentioning this uh, over the next uh, month or so and uh, make sure uh, we put the links in all the, all the notes up until then, too. So awesome. we'll, make sure, we we'll make sure that. we get a lot of donors. Yeah, we're excited, and thank you for including us. Uh, as we said, check out their show. It's awesome. Uh, you can hear uh, Matt and myself lose, spoiler alert, but uh, it's a good episode. Uh, but thank you so much for, for joining us, both of you. Uh, and Ethan, wonderful game. The questions were great. Some of them I didn't know, but now I have things to go into the wilderness and learn uh, when I'm with my own <laughs> thoughts. Uh, any shout-outs or uh, final words from you? When I was writing this game, that's uh, that's all I wanted was uh, hopefully Neil has some thoughts to go out into the wilderness with. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. just want to give a big uh, shout out to yeah my girlfriend, Laura, and uh, our usual group of uh, trivia folks that we play with every couple weeks um, for yeah helping me write and play test this. And thank you all for yeah having me on the show. Thank you, David and Annie, for uh, yeah participating today. You're and great, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a... Uh, and just one last thing, this is a tough time for the houseless community, especially here in Seattle. Uh, there have been a lot of a lot of sweeps in the parks around here. So if you can, you know, find out where your local mutual aid funds are located. And uh, if you can, you know, donate supplies, donate funds, whatever you can to uh, help out that community. Um, and last but not least, go stream 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20 on Spotify. <laughs> Well said, well said. Well, thank you very much, Ethan. Thank you very much, David and Annie. Matt, uh, we just got a text from you that said uh, you were no longer at the 30 Days of Night convention. You were actually upgraded to the 40 Days and 40 Nights convention. So have fun uh, for Matt. Same David. hairdo, though. Same hairdo, yeah. Uh, thank you to <laughs> David, Annie, Ethan, uh, Matt, Jeff, Ken, and myself. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. a familiar place for us so we'll see if it pays off which it often does not all right <laughs> sorry i will use it for the end clip if you don't knock it off